Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad, and I have with me back from a 30-day silent retreat, Father Chris Seid. Thank you. Good to be back. Yep. And so we're going to do this podcast on a 30-day silent retreat because I've never done one. And it's Um, all I know right now. (laughs) (laughs) So... um, uh, in case you're not in the room while we're podcasting, but Father Chris is currently levitating about five feet yeah, off please. the floor. Yeah, normally it's about two feet, but yeah, yeah after the thirty days, <laughs> five. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we just start? Tell us what a thirty day retreat is. Sure. So uh, Saint Ignatius of Loyola uh, developed this. Uh, the, he calls it the spiritual exercises, and it is well named. Um, I was it, was it was more of a workout in some ways than I was anticipating. Um, it's thirty days of uh, just intense prayer. It's bo- broken up into four weeks. Um, the first week, uh, oh, first of all, so it's 30 days of silence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that in of itself is just a beautiful opportunity to enter into just uh, listening to God. Um, and then there are, we had two days of repose, what Ignatius calls. So in between each of the weeks, you can kind of take a little day. We come up for air, but it's really just an opportunity to let the grace that you've received continue to, to bear fruit in more normal activity. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we still weren't using our phones. We still weren't, you know, whatever different things. But those of us on the treat, retreat would go out um, like for one day, for example, we went to the Badlands mm-hmm. in uh, North Dakota where it was. Anyways, getting off topic. So the 30 days, four weeks. The first week uh, you basically meditate on uh, sinfulness and hell. <laughs> Great. And it's honestly... It was one of the most freeing experiences of my life, um, becoming aware of my own personal hell that I uh, live in um, often, you know, that I go, basically it's the place that I go without Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was a really beautiful encounter with that and and a new understanding of what my sin is. Um, It's not just breaking a rule, but it's, it's living outside of this relationship with Jesus. The second week is just... Entering into the life of Christ, so seeing his infancy, being called by him, following him as a disciple. The third week is entering into the passion. And so just being with Jesus, recognizing that it is Jesus's passion, not mine, mm-hmm. <laughs> that he did this. And so how he is inviting me to be with him um, and that I'm I'm the reason that he did this, that there was great joy in the cross because um, he did this for me. And then the the fourth week is the resurrection and kind of this new life that um, that I have in Him. So it's a it's a real immersion in the gospel in a way that I've never been immersed in the life of Christ before. Awesome. Well, that, I, let's start with kind of the basic questions everyone has. <laughs> sure. Um, how explain the silence? Oh, sure. Uh, is it like hand gestures and <laughs> and si- tablets? Um, I mean, I've done a silent retreat for eight days, and we talked to our spiritual directors right. pretty regularly. But but still, other than that, it was a lot of silence. Mm-hmm. Eight days was so hard. <laughs> How the heck did you do thirty sure. days in silence? Sure, I think most people are like, I can barely do one day with silence. How do I do thirty days? Yeah, you know what? What amazed me was at the, at the end of thirty days, I was like, Can we do this again? Um, <laughs> it, it was unbelievable. So yeah, it's it's silence, but. There's a lot happening in that silence. I mean, the 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 ability to listen to God. Um, I mean, God just became real. The saints became real, and so I was not alone. I mean, a lot of times the the challenge with silence, 
um, is that we think we're, we're alone. And what this made me realize was how much time I spend talking really as a way of uh, distracting myself from <laughs> just my, my uh, kind of inner emptiness mm -hmm. where, you know, again, and so silence, really important, really beautiful, but it's not like crazy. So yeah, I spend an hour a day talking with my spiritual director mm -hmm. um, just about what the Lord's been doing, um, becoming aware of different lies that the enemy is trying to get me to believe. And then, of course, right, so there's Mass, and so we were, and because we were all basically in quarantine, we were able to sing at Mass, which was delightful. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so there's Mass, and then, okay, like, at lunch, we were going through the cafeteria. Um, I'm not going to make weird gestures to the the guy behind who's serving me food. I just, hey, can I have this, that, and the other thing, right? Yeah. So th there's kind of the practical things, but um, otherwise, no, it's basically silent. You're you're not um, talking to other people. It's There's a real bond that uh we formed even though those of us on the retreat were all silent it was yeah. cool how much we knew about each other so tell me then what a typical day looks like yeah. on a 30-day silent retreat so um there it's broken up into four hours four holy hours mm -hmm. that you would do uh four formal hours of prayer i should say throughout the day so my day i woke up went over to the to get breakfast coffee pray my my office and then when it um go to spiritual direction, um, then I would pray a holy hour, then I would uh, offer mass, have lunch, um, and then in, after lunch, I would do another holy hour. After that, I would do a workout. After that, I would do another holy hour, and then dinner, and then another holy hour. Um, in between that time, obviously, there's, there's a good bit of free time where I'm walking around. I mean, we were out in uh, at the University of Mary's campus, which is beautiful. And so just able to watch kind of the, the sun, the sky. I mean, so many cool birds also. Yeah, no, I don't think I've ever seen a sparrow before. <laughs> like those are, yeah, that was neat. It was, um, that's a beautiful campus too. It overlooks oh, the Missouri River up in Bismarck. Yep. It's, it's really an incredible place. Yep. Yeah. I may or may not have been out smoking my pipe, just enjoying the, the <laughs> God's goodness. You know, it was great. It was so good. And then Ignatius, uh, several times, many times throughout the course of the retreat, also has uh, the retreatant do a, a fifth hour hmm. in the night, in the middle of the night. Oh, really? So, you know, you'd wake up at two o'clock in the morning wow. and uh, pray a holy hour then. And, wow. Yeah. That sounds like, I mean, I'm saying this as a priest, and I've done retreats where, <laughs> where I've done four holy hours a day, and it's a lot of praying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like... What are you doing by the end? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're floating, right? No. Um, yeah, and, and there's some, I don't know, you just get used to it. Mm -hmm. it it's it's like anything, right? Yeah. Um, more and more, and when I came back and I just you know went back to my normal routine of one holy hour, I was like, how do I pray just with one hour? I, like, <laughs> I mean, you're just, you're so immersed in this life of Christ that... It's amazing how active those hours of prayer are, and active sometimes just in receiving. Yeah. Sometimes it's just being with Jesus, mm -hmm. um, spending an hour of just peace. And sometimes, you know, your mind wanders, or my mind would wander, and but my heart was with the Lord, and it was just such a beautiful thing. And then sometimes I'm just distracted the whole time, and I just entrust that to to God. And but it was really, um, I don't know, you just get used to it, and it's it's beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. What um, what would you say to someone who say, okay, well, that's nice for priests, sure, uh, and religious, I guess, and seminarians. 
are there opportunities for normal people to go on? Normal, <laughs> no, not the weird people like the priest. <laughs> um, no, so on this retreat, there were um, several uh, laymen and laywomen huh. that were there. And yeah, you have to work up to it, right? I mean, yeah. obviously, this is not something that uh, you could just dive into. Like, I've never done a silent retreat before. I'm going to do a 30-day. Like, yeah, that'd be yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. So you do a three-day silent retreat, then you build up to a five and then an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's something you build up to. Also, right, you were saying you've done an eight-day before. Mm-hmm. In some ways, this was broken up into three nine-day retreats. Yeah. You know, there are two nine days and one ten, right? So, um, so you build up to it, but it's definitely... If, if the fullness of a Christian life is immersion in the life of Christ, that we more and more see our entire lives as the life of Jesus, then this isn't a thing that just priests should be doing. I mean, everyone in some way, shape, or form should be immersing himself in this life. And so a 30-day is certainly for anyone. Yeah, Probably not for parents of young kids. No. My, <laughs> I was talking to my sister about it, and she said, oh, I would have no problem doing a 30-day sign of retreat just in terms of, but couldn't do it right now. I said, no, no. Whereas my dad uh, basically spends most of his life in silence anyways yeah, yeah. because my mom is talking all the time. Um, <laughs> and so, Friend of the podcast. That's right. <laughs> so I think he'd love a 30-day to, to hear. Um, yeah. Yeah, there were a couple of holy hours where I'd get to the end and I realized that it was just a monologue and I was just talking to God and I was like, oh, you were trying to speak, weren't you? Like, this could have been a dialogue. That would have been great. And anyways, yeah. What so. was your, what was your, um, I mean, what was your biggest takeaway yeah. from the retreat? Um, okay, can I give two? Yes. I, um, gosh, two, yeah. One of the things that I, I actually really grew to love, Ignatius is a big um proponent sort of his method of prayer is imaginative prayer mm-hmm. and i just really grew to love it not because you know okay this is what actually happened you know i'm imagining what actually happened but in order to to experience spiritual realities i need the use of the imagination mm-hmm. um i need images mm-hmm. and so i'm using those images um in order to communicate a truth in order for god by faith right so it's faith using these images. And so one of the takeaways was just how real God's love is mm-hmm. and the saints' love is. I mean, that like, you know, just imagining the saints kind of cheering me on to, to get to heaven, you know? And, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, these saints care about me. Um, Jesus is with... So, yeah, that was one takeaway, is just how real it is. The second takeaway is just Jesus is with me in everything. Like the incarnation, oh my gosh, he united himself <laughs> in everything. So I can't escape from him. Oh, you know what the takeaway was? Can I? I'm going to quote yeah. C.S. Lewis because okay, this, this is what we do. Takeaway, but no, there's many. There's many. But <laughs> I'll stop here. But uh, C.S. Lewis, uh, yeah. who in some way, shape, or form is a good friend of this podcast as well, <laughs> um, in The Great Divorce, he, right, so there's this person making a journey towards heaven mm-hmm. and the guide that's taking him there. And at one point, uh, the this pilgrim says to his guide, so they're right, those who say that heaven and hell are just states of mind. And the guide replies, no, you'll not blaspheme. Hell is a state of mind. You never said a truer word. And those who are trapped in the isolation of their own mind are living in hell. Mm. But heaven, heaven is reality. That's what I came to experience, was that 
hell is it's it's not the real world mm-hmm. it's the fantasy world that i go to in my own mind but reality is heaven because jesus is the only reality and wherever he is god is everywhere right um in jesus christ so just the intimacy of jesus with me and everything i mean heaven is yeah it's just so cool to come back and i just i you know get and all the, there's all the noise and everything about mm-hmm. the the virus and you know politics and whatever and i'm like and yet it's Jesus El- everywhere. Jesus is in everything. It's it's such a beautiful uh, gift. Well, that's awesome. And thank you so much for sharing it with us and sure. all our listeners. And uh, hopefully you can... Oh, wait, you have one more thing. Just as you can tell, 30 Days of Silence did not leave me that's wanting for words. Lot, you have a lot to talk about. Yeah, no, no. That's one of those things that uh, in the seminary after silent retreat, everyone talks like crazy that first day so and loud. no one's listening to anyone no, else. Yeah, it's so loud. No, no, that's great. That's good. Well, wonderful. Thank you, Father Chris. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And um, if you'd like other great Catholic talks, you can find us at CatholicBitesPodcast.com. That's Bites with a Y. Or you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Just search for Catholic Bites. Thank you, and God bless you.